to Growing Up with Gen Z, a podcast run by Gen Z for Gen Z. We aim to remove the filters that mask the real issues in our lives and hold honest conversations about mental health and other issues teens face. This includes toxic masculinity, friendships, relationships, body image, and more. Follow our Instagram at GUGZ podcast to stay updated. We hope you enjoy our episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to our another episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Today, we wanted to address Mental Health Awareness Month because that is in May, and today is <laughs> today is May. <laughs> um, we wanted to first start off with talking about the stigma that surrounds a lot of mental health issues. Um, so, in our communities, uh, mental health is usually not addressed. And actually, we do have a special guest who will be sticking with us for the rest of our episodes. So we have Hannah now. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself for our audience? So this is really my first time to do the public speaking one with English. And I know that I really, in our school, we do not really have that kind of opportunities to really speak or even to talk about this kind of issues, like about the pressure in school or about the mental health stigma. I, I have experienced anxiety, but I never know what is anxiety means until I experience it. I did a research on it, and then I never know that I get a mental health problem. Like... Um, throughout the years that I was in high school, um, in elementary and high school, I really felt anxious, not just because of the grades, but you felt the pressure, right, when you're in the top of the class. But I really don't find myself that I, people call you like you're intelligent, brilliant, something like that. But for me, everything is the same. And that's really the problem about the mental health stigma again was that not many teachers people or even your parents know about this one i can totally say that this because when i told my parents especially my dad and my mom about this kind of issue they were just like like you just need to relax does anybody feel like that and then i also have hyperventilation um when I was in grade seven and grade eight, I always do hyperventilate a lot. And I was, and that is really one of my experiences so far. And I got into the doctor last Friday and I really so happy that I didn't make the things much more worse. Everything that the doctor told me advises, I take it. I take a medication, it's for antidepressant and anti-anxiety. And basically the doctor told me that I'm getting better over time. So I'm really happy that. And then also the other thing I wanna share is that Feeling not alone, which is really the aim of this nonprofit organization, was really a great platform. Because the truth is when you have like kind of a mental health problem or you're having anxiety or something like that, like sharing to somebody about your mental health problem is really not becoming a norm in our society. Mainly we are being hushed out or we felt like we're in a cage every time we want to speak about that. That's all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I know that oftentimes schools don't really address these kinds of problems. And a lot of people do struggle with a lot of mental health issues, but they don't realize it until they are educated about it. So that's why we believe this topic is really important. And I'm really glad that you shared and opened up about your personal experiences. Yeah, for me, a lot of my bad mental health comes from school because 
I'm so burned out by school a lot of the times and school really gives me a lot of stress and pressure. I'm sure a lot of people experience this as well. Today, I've actually had such a bad day. Um, like I couldn't get up because I woke up at like 4.30 because of allergies. And then um, I was so tired, so physically exhausted. I also got my second dose of the vaccine. Yeah, so obviously I've been having a pretty bad day and I have exams coming up actually. And that just adds on so much stress. Um, so today, I really feel like this is an important topic for me to also discuss because I don't wanna push myself to the edge of burnout. So we'll be discussing on how to handle bad mental health days as well. But to continue on, do any of you guys wanna share your personal experiences with mental health? So um, I feel like a lot of my experience with it comes from being on like the other end, as in, like even in elementary school, I preferred being alone, but the little like people that I did interact with, it was to kind of listen to their problems or mediate with their other relationships, which is why like even going to middle school or high school where I developed my own friend group and actually became more interested in interacting with more people, it like transitioned really naturally to um, like keep that role or I guess for people to be comfortable enough to be vulnerable and talk about those topics with me. Um, so that's kind of like my stance on it and my experience on it. And it has like taught me to be a little, I mean, not a little, it has taught me to be more open-minded and to constantly grow and take in other people's experiences and try to be respectful towards that. I think like personally, the stress that I get um, and the pressure that I get is like mainly academic. And um, I don't know if this kind of makes sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but for me, um, I don't feel as much pressure as I feel like responsibility, as in like I don't have any external pressure that much. Um, my parents don't like actually pressure me to get good grades, but it feels more like an expectation and a responsibility that I should be accountable for instead of something that's like pushed onto me, if that makes sense. And that kind of is the main source of my like stress that I do have because it's something that I put on myself and that I t keep telling myself and it's not something that anyone else tells myself. And even if I do recognize that, it's kind of hard to distinguish that because, you know, like I do like um, working hard in school and I do like learning, but sometimes um, I feel like maybe I'm doing it for the wrong intentions and that could affect my mentality, I guess. Um, I think I can have, like, I would say that I have similar experiences as well with mental health. I feel like the biggest contributor of, like, poor mental health would be school as well. Like, I feel like I've grown up in such a competitive environment. I've never really had a time where I was just, like, relaxing in school or, like, not trying to achieve one one grade of, over another. And I think, um, I guess this kind of goes into, like, um, how schools like are handling this and stuff like that I feel like I'm not trying to generalize all Asian countries but personally me living in Indonesia I feel like mental health isn't really a priority like nobody really talks about it and even if you did talk about it they would like think of you as a certain way or like you're kind of like psycho or stuff like that and um, particularly in my school um, they don't really have well they do have counselors, but they're not like super helpful in like helping you overcome mental health issues and everything because also probably because of the environment where we grow up in. And I think like 
for a lot of people that may be a more difficult struggle but I feel like through my friends and like the people that are surrounding me I feel like just talking about it or like um, even through this podcast just having to discuss certain things like this it really does help to break some stigmas that surround us so my experience with mental health is very nuanced. I love talking about mental health, though. Gia and I kind of started this mental health club at my school because I think... Oh, and Kayla, oh my god, we all three of us started because I think it's really important and I think it's often stigmatized and not talked about often. And I think for me, it's definitely school, but I think it's mainly about my family issues that cause you know like mental health things I can't like go too in depth with it because I'm actually living in it right now so I've been experiencing a lot of the effects of it I don't know how to say I want this to be a space where we can be like open and vulnerable with each other but there's some things I can't say because like legality or you know yeah legal issues but basically I think I've experienced a lot of trauma from my home and personal life and I think that kind of manifests itself into my own mental health problems I think trauma is something that's often I think we're going to talk about this later but sometimes it's romanticized people are like oh I love you know guys with trauma because I'm just talking from my general experience because like oh they're broken I can fix them or things like that and I think it's definitely romanticized in in culture but I think it's definitely something that has caused me to go you know there are a lot of mental stress and I think school doesn't help with it also school like school work definitely piles on I think I definitely put more expectations on myself than I should and I think that kind of adds into it but my my close family member I can't say who has been dealing with this really bad mental illness and it's definitely sent my family into a downward spiral and throughout my experience with it it's been like the past five months it's still going on right now I think we've just experienced so much hate with it where you know I've talked to countless police officers I've talked to mental health specialists therapists you know child protection services I've talked to everyone and honestly, they said there's not much they can do about mental health and there's not much people can do when it comes to handling people with mental health because it's something so overlooked and something so stigmatized that I feel like it's very downplayed in culture. And when it actually happens in severe cases, people are not know how to handle it. So I think that's been something that's affecting ours really personally because you know this person has gotten hospitalized and they can't force them to be in the hospital so they've been you know released and people you know who need help can't sometimes can't accept it especially when they're going through these mental health issues so they obviously won't accept it and I think when they don't accept the help no one will force it on them obviously no one will force them to take the medication but it definitely is extremely detrimental on the family and that's something overlooked a lot. I think I'll get more deeper into this as like we go more personal, but yeah, I'll just leave it that for now. Thank you for sharing that, Karis. I know that a lot of times mental health is really overlooked uh, because people don't really know how to handle it. It's factors that are out of our control, but they just you know affect everyone around them. So yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I also think that my family has, or, um, their way that I react to certain issues is a reflection of how I grew up. For example, 
um, I have like I used to have really bad communication problems because when I did something wrong, my mom would automatically shut off. She wouldn't give me food. She wouldn't. She would cut off a lot of things, and that's how I responded to my problems without realizing. In my own relationships and with my close friends, if something was wrong, I wouldn't address it. I'll just stop communicating, and I think that's something that I had to work through.、Um, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people like have. Issues stemming from how、uh, their environment treated them. So I think in our environment, how we grew up, is a really big factor in how we deal with our own problems in the future. But yeah, Karis, I actually had a question for you. Do you think that like therapy and counseling helped you at all? Because I know that you said that it's <laughs> they didn't really say much about it. I was going to go into that later, so thank you for asking me that question, and thank you for sharing. So, personally, for me, my family has been also going through these financial issues. It actually stems off of that mental illness, also. It's very nuanced, but so we are struggling financially. So I was worried about, you know, therapy, like the money that it costs, because it's so expensive. It honestly shouldn't be this expensive, especially in America. I feel like the healthcare system is not good, but we won't get into that. I think for me. I went to the school personally because I had to miss school occasionally. Yes, therapy should not be a luxury. Thank you for that, Jay, <laughs> in the chat. But I went to the school about it because they noticed I was kind of missing classes because of it at a point, and my grades weren't dropping too bad because I kind of like stressed myself a lot about that. But still, they kind of reached out to me, and I had to talk about my guidance counselor. She kind of saw that everything I was going through. I think child protection service, like they also talked to them about it. And my counselor, we have a school therapist, and she's actually very, very helpful. She's very nice, but honestly, for me, the school therapy is free, but it sometimes causes me to. It adds on to more stress. I feel like because sometimes I miss classes, and then I have to read it. Even for gym, we have to do these workout assignments. I'm not sure how much I can say, but we have to do these workout assignments and like film, film us doing it, and then submit it because you know it's virtual. Also, I go in person though, but even since even if I miss in person means I still have to do the workouts out of school, and even that was causing like a lot of unnecessary stress. And I think that wasn't good on my mental health either. But I think. Sometimes, talking about your feelings. I used to love being open and vulnerable. I still love. I like being vulnerable, but I think, especially if you're going through a situation, I found that I've kind of been closed off about it. And talking about it sometimes forces you to relive that trauma. And sometimes you kind of want to disassociate from that, and you kind of don't want to talk about it. And I think therapy is usually how you can help yourself. And how you can take care of yourself. She very she emphasizes a lot on self care and taking care of myself, and it's although that's really important. Self care is definitely super important. I just think getting told that message over and over again isn't really helpful if I don't really know how to take care of myself. And I think that's something that they don't really teach a lot. They can't you know force us to sleep or get a the hours. You know they can tell us to sleep more, get in more like eating consistently, but. That I don't think that's actually going to help, you know, people who are especially going through, you know, depression. You kind of don't want to do anything. You kind of don't want to get up. Sometimes you can't kind of force yourself to fix up those habits. And I think sometimes therapy, 
especially school therapy. I was just talking to my friend before this about school therapy and she said her school was actually really unhelpful about it. They kind of told her to get therapy out of school and she said like she couldn't get the money for therapy obviously because she's also going through something. So yeah, hers, I'm, we're kind of fortunate that we do have a school counselor but she's very overloaded. She's always stressed about her schedule because she has so many kids that are going to her. And it kind of sucks that we only have one also because you know, I feel like our school, we're very academic, academically competitive, and that can also lead to a lot of stressors. So I think she tells me that she has a lot of students going to her about everything. And I think she seems stressed. Sometimes I'm kind of like the therapist in my group also. So I kind of like sometimes ask her what's going on in her life. Like, how are you? Are you okay? Because sometimes she just seems so stressed. And I realize it's not about like hers about me, but I just, I can't help myself. And then we start talking about like how she's doing. So honestly, therapy has not been the best experience for me. Also support groups outside of school, everyone just talks about what they're going through and we kind of quote unquote bond over it. But honestly, it's just kind of like, oh, you've been going through this. Well, I've been going through more, or, you know, you've been going through this. Well, I've also been going through this. It doesn't really help. It kind of desensitize and like demoralizes your own issues. So honestly, I don't really have a positive experience with it, but yeah. Yeah, I was sent to therapy with my parents because of CPS <laughs> in like middle school, Child Protective Services. But for me, therapy did not help because um, I was told things that I already knew myself, like, oh, self-care, oh, like focus on yourself. Don't worry about these people. Don't worry about like external circumstances that you can't control. Obviously, I know that, but I don't know, like really, it's a problem I feel like I have to figure out myself. And um, though this doesn't apply to all therapists, of course, but I feel like sometimes, like recently, I feel like therapy would help uh, with some of my issues. It's just that I don't have the energy to be saying every single part of me. Like I want them to fully understand me, but I just don't think they'll ever get to fully understand me. Like no one will ever fully understand the 16 years of life that I've lived through and see it from my perspective, except for me. So that's why I feel like that's the flaw with therapy or telling, getting like a fresh perspective because uh, I've been told things that I already know because I do a lot of self-reflection, but uh, that's just the flaw that I see with therapy. That's why I don't find it helpful either. I think that like, America is a country that publicly advocates for mental health, but it doesn't actually do anything to That's so true. implement like what they promise or whatever. And also like you can see that some people are afraid to get professional help because like, let's say in court cases, it could be used up against you. Like, oh, well you were, you know, mentally unstable a few years ago. So how do you think that you can actually like win this case? And those actual issues kind of hinder people who actually want to seek help. And let's say they do seek help, well, who's going to like cover these costs if they can't actually cover it? And at the end of the day, like these professionals, some of them can't actually help you. And like, how would that make that patient feel? Because they could probably be more mentally affected in a negative way. Yeah, and a lot of people do look down on those who seek therapy, but at the same time, like some people shame you for not seeking therapy. Like, well, you have help, like you should get help. But a lot of people can't get help whether it's like family issues or if they can't financially like support themselves after paying for counseling. And I know a friend who um, her parents were like, I know that like you're going through a rough time. So like, why don't you like get some counseling? But like my friend told me that she was aware of her like family's financial situations and she just felt like 
too guilty to the point where going to therapy was giving her like more stress because you know like she was like well it's you know affecting her finances so she stopped that counseling and you can see that that's extremely messed up because you know like these things should these um services should be offered to people who actually need it and for a country who seemingly seems to be so accepting and so like advocating for these things like i really don't see it actually being implemented and that's a shame because there's like two sides of the stigma where in like public it seems you know okay and everything but actually like in court or in actual like legal cases or just behind the scenes or even like in public sometimes it's just like thrown under the bus and that's very unfortunate and you know obviously unfair to those who actually need the help that's so funny that's so true also thank you for stating that because literally i was just on a call with my friend and I was kind of like acting as a therapist. She was kind of telling me what's going on. And she mentioned how, you know, going to therapy, she didn't want to because, you know, the financial strain. And th- when she told the school about it, the school actually told her, it's not your problem to worry about financial issues. It should be your parents. And I, that said, that statement is so, you know, insensitive because, you know, literally that's your life. You're living in it. And sometimes that's your, that's the only thing that, you know, parents can think about. Cause you know, they're the ones putting the roof over your head and food in your mouth. And, you know, it's important that you want to be for them also. So I think that statement was so stupid, I think, but honestly, I think there's also this aspect of superficiality. And sometimes my other friend, she was kind of going through, you know, like depression. And she mentioned how she feels like the therapist is kind of like being paid to talk to her and it felt really insincere. She kind of felt like, you know, they didn't really want to be there. They were just listening to it because, you know, they were getting paid for it. And I think that could also be an aspect. I think therapists should be, be people who genuinely want to be there for others, but there definitely are some who are just, you know, doing it because there's a job and it's that, you know, sometimes life can get very, consistent like that very you know monotonous and you just want to get it over with but I think therapy shouldn't be something you get over really quickly if especially if you want to be there for the another person you think that therapists are like out of touch with our generation because I know that there's a lot more factors that affect our mental health nowadays than just what they had to experience like old school there's like social media there's so much uh, so many other factors that could affect our mental health. So do you think that therapists are out of touch with us? Uh, okay, so I, I don't know if I could conclude like my stance on like ter- therapists and like stuff like that, because I've only gone to a therapist one time. And for someone who is like definitely very privileged and is able to pay for a therapist and everything, I feel like my experiences in a therapist was like super not helpful. Like, it was like my mom went with me and I think for my mom it was really helpful but for me personally she was just like reiterating everything that I knew of myself and I I feel like that just didn't really help me I felt like like after the end of the session I still felt like the same way personally and I feel like it's just because maybe it's also because of like she just doesn't she's I guess like maybe I don't want to say like age gap but like she doesn't really get it like I feel like maybe for her like when I'm talking about like academics or when I'm talking about my family life I feel like for her maybe it's not the same way it's interpreted for me like how much it matters for me and it's like really I feel like what Gia said earlier like how it's like hard like how 
it's we don't really connect in that sense so I feel like it's just not really that helpful for me personally but I don't know I feel like some people may have benefited from it more okay so I was gonna say like first off um like my privilege comes from the fact that the only actual like therapeutic counseling that I've needed was from like the school and that was fine with me because to like my extent that was the extent of the problem and I have like genuine friends around me who's helped me get through those times without the need of you know like professional help so that is where like my experience in that comes from but if you're asking for just like my personal opinion as like a person in society I think that therapists in general are supposed to be able to um, empathize with their patients because all of these therapists should not be able to actually um, you know like completely understand every single thing that their patient has been going through because um, that would, you know, like maybe not make them in the position to give mental help treatment. But uh, so I think that even if there is an age gap, they should have a certain responsibility and a certain level of um, ability to be able to empathize with even younger patients and maybe try to learn more and educate themselves. And obviously like that may be a bit harder for people who haven't experience you know like the same type of technological advancements and the same type of pressure in both you know school and like changing society on younger generations but I think to some extent actually you know caring and being genuine and you know like expressing that for their patients could go a long way even if they don't like completely understand what their patients are going through it's just my stance but you can disagree with me and please tell me if I'm overstepping boundaries, so. No, you're literally taking the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say, I think empathy, empathy itself and compassion is, you know, one of the biggest aspects of being there for someone, especially being there for a friend or even in therapy. And I think, I think, I don't want to say their generation because it's eh, maybe, but, you know, (laughs) yeah, their age is kind of, you know, they don't, haven't really faced the pressures of social media and I definitely think that lack of knowledge and that kind of lack of empathy they're not ignorant definitely not ignorant but I think they just haven't been through the same lives as we have and I think almost just talking to your friends or talking to people your same age can almost be better I think in a way and I think that's like you're not alone is so good because you know you can meet people and talk about you know mental health in a safe environment where it's not you know (laughs) yeah where it can be commonly, you know, empathized on and know that, you know, you're not alone in your struggles and people are actually going through the same things as you versus people who are kind of, this is going to sound bad. I, I mean, I kind of want to become a therapist when I'm over some, I don't know why I'm like dragging them, but like, you know, versus someone who's kind of like paid to like, kind of listen to you and just like, see what you're going through. Yeah, I definitely think that a generational gap exists because that's why my parents can't fully understand the problems that I go through. That's why sometimes they don't understand me completely and I don't understand their mindset sometimes either. And that's like something that uh, is really caused because that's that's going to happen with our children too because they're going to be living in a different world than we are currently living through. So it's just, a, uh, I think, communicating with people our age, people who have gone through the same things as us, is sometimes more beneficial, but also it's hard to tell whether their advice is good or not, because 
none of them are like certified professional therapists. So definitely use their advice at a discussion. Yeah, I think that's also the case because sometimes talking to my friends personally have been, I think I like talking to strangers better because talking to my friends, they kind of have been, well, have you been going through this? Well, you know, so have I, but kind of more, you know, they kind of like desensitize or like they kind of, I can't think of the word right now, but they kind of, you know, demoralize what like your experience and what they're going through because, you know, some in some way or shape or form, everyone has gone through some sort of, you know, thing in their personal life. And definitely teenagers are sometimes very insensitive about what, what they can say. They can definitely either romanticize or overstep mental illnesses. So I think there definitely is a level of professionalism that you need to reach in order to help someone, especially if they're going through a more severe case of mental health. And I think especially I think with your parents that you brought up a good point there where I know my friend um her parents so she has a brother who's kind of going through this and their parents have kind of been you know very kind of like oh it's just puberty kind of things that you go through you know you're not depressed it's just very sad because you know hormonal hormonal changes and yes there's like some aspect of that but definitely if it's something that affects you in your daily life and it's something that you go through, you know, causes you to not want to wake up, there's definitely a problem. And I think parents kind of, you know, downgrade it a lot. Maybe in also Asian households, I don't wanna like just put it in that perspective, but yeah. Yes, as Karis was saying, I really agree with that. I think uh, to create a more like empathetic environment we should actually strive to listen to each other. And communication is a really big thing that I know our generation doesn't really like to do. We don't like to confront things. We like to shy away from problems. We like to mask them, do everything possible to make us feel like we're, there's nothing wrong with us. But that's um, something that we as a society have to get used to. Like we should be talking about things that are um, that aren't always pretty. Yeah, I think to talk about potential solutions, I think our society definitely romanticizes it. There's a lot of self-deprecating humor and in a way that can be really detrimental, especially to people who are going through things. I know I've like, I'm talking in this group chat and someone, when they're talking about school, school can definitely get really stressful. But even if it's just about a small assignment, he always says, you know, I want to die over this or, you know, things that are very insensitive, especially to people who have gone through things. And there's definitely like, you know, this thing with bipolar, you know, the weather is so bipolar. It's it's definitely 100% not just a fluctuation in emotions that you go happy to sad one moment. It, it is that, but it's very detailed and very nuanced. And I think when people say things like that, it can definitely, you know, make these people feel so invalidated in what they're going through. And I think as you know, a society as a culture, I think something we can definitely strive to do is, you know, be more careful. I know there's, there's these things in society where it's also like overstepping and being so too sensitive about some things, but definitely just being more aware, especially if you are saying things like you want to kill yourself over homework. I think that can definitely come off, you know, very bad. So I think especially when people actually need to seek help and people, other people kind of invalidate it, think that's not good. So especially if your friend or someone you, you know or someone, your neighbor, family, friend, 
if they're going through something and if you if they're kind of opening up to you about that know that sometimes it's hard for people who are going through those situations to kind of open up and try your best to you know be there for them emotionally supportive I know most of us are not trained professionalists but I think what we can definitely all do is strive to be more empathetic and compassionate and maybe you know like hold off on like what we're feeling and kind of listen to them you know there's always a time to talk about yourself sometimes you kind of you need to know when to listen and when to talk and I think there's definitely that so I think just yeah just being there first each other and just striving to be in a more empathetic community and I think especially during these times the biggest thing I felt was just, you know just like I felt really alone in my struggles because I felt like there was no one really going through my circumstance and my situation and even though I'm struggling with that I know that there are you know communities online you're not alone and other places where I can definitely express it and even not being able to talk about it is something that you know even though I don't do it personally I think I know I need to talk about it and especially if you're the listener is going through something and you know you're finding it hard to kind of talk about it I think it's definitely crucial to you know try your best to open up and know that people are there for you and if you're not getting the right support from your family your friends there are definitely people you know online not everyone online is definitely not nice but I think definitely just reaching out finding the right help getting the right people that's really crucial yeah so I think that concludes our episode of mental health awareness month I hope that you all take the time to reflect on yourself and to reach out to any friends um, that you haven't reached out to in a while check up on them and we'll see you in the next episode Thank you for tuning into this episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Please follow us on Instagram at GUGZ Podcast to stay updated. We hope you have a nice day and remember you're not alone.